one boom all right ladies and gentlemen we got a special show for you today the week of thanksgiving join us as we explore this inspiring journey from addiction to recovery the role of fitness and personal growth and a powerful message of determination and confidence that our guest is going to share with us today let's get this one started here we go shut up and sit down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom it can also take everything away from you this show is for those who are willing to take that risk these are the real life stories of entrepreneurs but before we start i have one small favor to ask please leave a comment it can be advice critiques tips feedback or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency so thank you and welcome to another episode of Ladies and gents, today we have a truly inspiring guest with us, a motivational speaker and influencer whose life story is a powerful testament to the strength of the human spirit. His journey from addiction to recovery and fitness is nothing short of remarkable. We're going to delve into his personal struggles with addiction, his transformative path to recovery, and how fitness became a cornerstone of his journey to a healthier, happier life. His story is a beacon of hope and motivation for anyone facing adversity. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Patrick Belize. Hey, Patrick, welcome to the program, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, let's do this thing. All right, I'm going to start off with the... Uh, the obvious question that always comes first, everybody's on the show because they're promoting something. There's something that they're doing, a message, something that they want to get out to the general public. What is that for you? For me is basically just to get my story out there because, um, you know, without my story, none of none of the other stuff's really going to make all that much sense. So I just, with my story, it's a big uh, part is like addiction. So Basically, you know, I've been struggling with alcohol and drugs since I was 12 years old. I took my first drink when I was like three years old. So I was pretty much doomed from like the very start. My my house was the party house. My mom was like a young mom. My uncle lived with me. You know, it was always like parties going on, half drinking beers. And, you know, my mom slept in late. And, you know, that's how I took my first drink at like three or four years old. So I was pretty much doomed from that point on. Like that was like the highlight of my drinking was at three or four years old. And then by the time, you know, I hit 12, it was like an everyday habit as far as weed was concerned. You know, alcohol, alcohol is a little bit harder to get your hands on. It was cheaper, but weed was definitely the cornerstone of my addiction from like 12 on. You know, let me let me let me pause you right there for a second, because, you know, obviously the age there, three, 12, those are young numbers. Right. Um, And it's it's scary to to even think that that people get started that early. But obviously, with your story, you do. On the flip side of that, you you know, I deal with teenagers all the time. They would have loved to have a party house and grow up where where people were like, dude, this is the place to be. Uh, How does it turn like that? How does it turn into you know, somewhere where it's, where it's a place everybody want to go, everybody wants to go to to hang out to now it becomes something that's detrimental to you. Well, I mean, realistically, it was like 
I was using drugs. I will come find out now that I was using drugs and alcohol to cover up, you know, feelings and emotions, which that's what really becomes dangerous is because when you can't feel, then you're not in touch with reality. You know what I mean? Like, so you're using drugs to cover up how you feel. And then that's where it becomes a little bit more deeper. And then that's when like depression and anxiety and guilt, shame. And, you know, I didn't really get those feelings till like later on when I got older. But I, at that time, that's what I was doing was just covering up how I felt really. I went to rehab at 15, bro. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that realistically, like, how bad I was at that time. And, you know, I lived with my dad, went to rehab, got out of rehab, went and lived with my mom. And that's when it kind of really started to take off because I just had so much free time with my mom. I just did whatever I wanted, you know? And Walk me through, walk me through what it was like for you in high school. Um, I, like I said, I deal with a lot of high school students and, um, there's there's a perception and then there's a reality of what life is like um for a kid that's going through rehab at 15. again you might seem at school you were one sense but what's going on at home might have been another what was it like for you during those high school years and high school was just a lot of insecurity man i'm not gonna lie like you know um you know basically i made some choices when i was younger and you know i had a lot of girls when i was younger and then as i didn't take opportunities to capitalize on female interaction as i got older it got harder so there was a lot of insecurity there and you know and again there we go i'm using i'm using drugs to make friends you know i'm using weed to make friends i'm you know dabbling in the whole weed thing and I don't know, man. It was just a lot of insecurity in high school. You know, I quit, you know, I quit playing uh, sports in middle school to hang out with the older kids and try and figure out how the hustle worked and all that stuff. And I came back to it later on in high school and I and I made like the freshman team. But it was it was just like, man, I was just so in my head, bro. Everything was just in my head, dude. It was just like, it was like a constant war every day to like even show up to school and just like have conversations with anybody. So so what about at some point, like you're battling with this in your mind, right? So you maybe you wake up and you're like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to wake and bake, but uh, you know, what? I'm gonna do it anyways. Uh, you know, I don't want to go to school, <sighs> whatever, dude, I'm just going to go anyways. And you're just kind of floating through life. I mean, people float through life for a long time. You must've hit some sort of rock bottom to say, dude, I need to make a change. Like what was that? What was that low point or the, the, the decision-making point in your life where you were like, this isn't for me anymore. What was going on in your life at that time where you where you decided something had to change? Well, I didn't hit that point until I was 35, bro. Like oh, I hit some really low, I hit some really low points. Like, I mean, I went on a high-speed chase and got sales when I was 26, I think. And, you know, and I ended up in jail for a while. My first uh 
you know, my first offer was four years in prison. And I was like, nope, I got a lawyer. And, you know, then my offer was three years. And I told him, I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm learning about this joint suspension thing. Get me one of those, you know? And he got me one and I did a year. But when I signed, it was like, if I got in trouble again, they could give me nine years, eight months. So you're almost taking, you know, like triple the, the amount of time if you mess up. And bro, I got out of jail and I was using drugs within two weeks. Mm. Like it was, you know, it was, it, you know, and I'm not talking about smoking weed, bro. I'm talking about smoking tinfoil, dude, like doing lines. I'm talking about, you know, drinking every day, taking Xanax, like, it, 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 it's the nature of that beast, man. It's like, it's it's really the nature of it if you don't get down to the root problem of it, you know? Because, like, everything in my body was like, no, dude. But, like, I had so much, like, insecurity and just a bunch of fear and just the want, man, just just everything in my soul just wanted to use drugs, dude. It was that's that's just the way it was. So what changed then? Like, what was it that that you had to decide that you wanted something different? Is for for a lot of people, it's like, dude, I'm just gonna get that next fix. That power, that that beast that's there, that's that's driving you to take that next uh, that next plunge, like. It doesn't dry up for a lot of people, but you, you did, you like, I bet that beast is still there, but you found a way to like work around it, to work towards something different. What happened? Well, I'm going to tell you this right now, man, there, there's really like no difference than the guy living on the street and me. My thing was, is that I went to rehab at 26. I started to get familiar with some of the recovery at that point but still everything in my body wanted to use drugs i had a lot of help from my family you know my mom let me detox at her house like six times and you know it, it just came to a point man that i had some real serious stuff going on and it was just like i i had i had to change i was tired of doing the same thing i looked at the look in my mom's face and my kids face and, it, and they were just just completely full of fear dude like frightened at like what i was and i slept for three days i had been doing meth for like basically i'd been up for like three or four days and i slept for four days and that was the last time i touched a drug was in september um 2018 september 3rd 2018 and and then i and then i had to i started to figure out how to replace that man and the only thing that i found was fitness and i was terrible at it you know i still ate real bad and you know that's been that's been a real you know journey in itself you know so tell me about that fitness journey man because i i Look, I've never been in the point, me personally, where like I'm fiending for something. My body's fiending for that drug or that that alcohol, like that severe addiction. That I'm sure that's a body pain in and of itself. Then you get into the fitness space. Now that kind of body pain I'm familiar with. So you're going from a state where you're not very good at it, and now you're putting your body through another form of physical conditioning 
So you got the physical body aches of, of, of a chemical addiction. You got the physical body aches of physical working out. Plus you're dealing with the mental state. How do you push through that? How do you get up every day? Because for physical, it's gotta be consistent. Just like your addiction for, for any of the other chemical substances was, an, was a daily thing, the physical had to be an addiction that you had to get into on a daily basis too, but you had to push through that pain. What was that like? Yeah, man, you, you said it, man. You just, you just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta replace that, um, whatever that was for you. Like for me, it was like drugs was everything, bro, to me. Like I felt like I lost my mom or my dad when I had to give up drugs. Like that's how important it was to me. So when I started on the fitness thing, I just started going to the gym with a couple of my friends that were in, you know, in decent shape, pretty good shape. And they went consistently, but I was, I was terrible at it, but I just kept going. You know, I was 200 and like between two, I was bouncing between like 250 and 260. And I was like, dude, I got to, uh, I'm six, three. So I'm just like, man, I got to, you know, you hit 300. It's a wrap, you know? So <laughs> I was like, man, let's, let's, let's just go to the gym, hit this cardio, at least do some lightweight. And I went from 250 to 172. Nice. Just, 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 you know, off cardio. And I joined uh Muay Thai. I'd wanted to join Muay Thai for like 10 years and that started to enlighten me and unlock some stuff. And I started listening to um, some motivational stuff and I'm like, man, this is, this is where it's at. Like, this is what I need. Like if I can't do drugs and I can't drink, then I need to fix everything in my life. And, you know, I got some mentorship. That's what I got going on now. So I got some mentorship and, you know, I started learning the personal development space. And I'm like, dude, like my story is crazy. You know what I mean? What I went through with drugs and alcohol, like, and there's tons of people in the recovery space that need different kind of recovery and that's what i'm trying to focus on is like just cleaning cleaning up every part of my life to where like i can help other recovery because the hardest thing about the personal development is getting the social drinker to stop drinking mm-hmm. you know because it's like but to be on the macro diet you can't drink alcohol because it's just empty calories if you know anything about the macro diet so you can't drink alcohol. And I mean, you don't really want to when you're in fitness anyways. You're waking up hangover. You know, if you're if I work out 7 days a week now. I do two a days. Like I'm just as addicted to fitness as I was drugs and that's how I that's how I replaced it. Yeah, man. And I, I feel you. I've, I've done those uh so I'm not I, I don't do 7 days a week. I can't say I don't do 7 days a week. Usually my intense days are about five days a week. So I, I try to run like uh, between four and six miles a day, five days a week. Usually it's that six mile marker. I have a a, a weight session that I do before that to get that, that blood pump in. And, and it does pretty good, dude. I was with you. I'm, I'm a 5'11". Biggest I got to was about 215. And then I got myself back down. I was like 172 yeah. last time I weighed in. So I was like, I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. I, I like the, the way I look in the mirror. 
it's definitely an addiction, but it has that positive outlook on your body. And you're right, dude. My post today on Instagram was all about how like this week is Thanksgiving and I've been eating a bunch of crap because like that's what happens during Thanksgiving yeah. and trash in, trash out, dude. Like the, I'm putting junk into my body and then I go and do my workout and I can do my workout, but I can feel that it is not the same, dude. Like it is a struggle. I don't, I didn't put the proper nutrients in my body. Like it makes a big difference. So now that you've kind of experienced both sides and you know what your body really wants and how to put it in its peak for performance state, um, after you've gone through all that different lifestyle, putting all kinds of trash in your body for so many years, what's your message like now, now that you're, that, that you're cleaned up, who are you going after and what's your message about? Man, like I said, I, I really, I think there's a lot of people in recovery that need personal development, you know, okay, you got rid of drugs and alcohol, you know, that's a start, right? It's like, you haven't won the game of life, because I was a degenerate gambler in recovery, bro, like, it didn't stop, I ate like shit, you know, like, I mean, I ate whatever I wanted, like, I was out at Buco's, I was at at Maggiano's, just Pasta, 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 pasta. It was like that was like my thing. It's like pasta, 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 pizza, everything, you know? Like, uh -huh. but it's like I, you know, but and there's a lot of and and people think that the food addiction is the safe one. You know, <sighs> it's not, man. It's not, it's really, it's really not. I mean, I have a friend that has diabetes, dude. He lost a foot. Mm -hmm. And he's still. He still eats like shit. And I'm like, dude, how do you lose a foot and still continue down that path? It's crazy. That's why that's that I think that personal development, to be all the way honest with you, is the most needed thing, if not in this country, around the world. But you have to get people to wake up. That's the hardest thing, you know, and. It is what it is, man. But definitely, like, if you go to Disneyland or you go to Universal Studios or the airport, just take a look around the grocery store. Just take a look around. And you will know that personal development is the most needed thing in this country. 100%. What do you think it is, dude? Because I, I, I have this conversation with people all the time that, that personal accountability and, and it's not necessarily that they're incapable, right? Like most people are definitely capable. You're capable of getting off the couch. You're capable of going to take a walk. You're capable of exchanging that soda for water. Like you're, you're capable of doing all these things, but most people are not willing to, right? And that's kind of the hard part is they're not willing to exchange that soda for water. They're not willing to take... 30 minutes in their day and go walk or go stretch or do some sort of light workout. They're not willing to, how do you get them past that willing part? Like where you get up and realize that, look, I don't want to go on a six mile run. I don't want to get up and start going to the gym, but I have to, like, I know this is what's going to make the biggest difference in my life. I'm going to feel a lot better. I'm going to be grateful. Future me is going to love me for doing what I'm doing today. Like, how do you get past the, I don't, I can't, I don't want to, to, yes, I'm willing to do this for myself. Well, I mean, realistically, you just got to stop being a bitch. 
Yes, you're right, though. That's it. It's it, dude. I mean, I love the couch just as much as the next person, bro. I got four TVs behind me that I watched all the sports on. You know, I gamble all the time. But, like, I've been in the sports betting field since, like, 22. You know, I've won some. I've lost some. doesn't matter the amount of money. I That's how long I've been replacing one addiction for another. So, basically, man, you just got to stop being a bitch. Realistically, you got to just get up, put your fucking shoes on, you tie your shoes, you walk downstairs. Even if you don't lift a lot of weight, who cares? Go down there, do a few curls, fucking do a push-up or two, do a couple squats, check your pulse. Oh, I'm alive. Thank God for that. You know, that's all it really takes. You do that enough. You're like, damn, I look like shit. I could I could really make a change. There's like guys like P. Wilson out there that can fucking really help me. The street broker. Like he could help change my whole fucking life. And 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 we can. There's 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 guys out there that 100 percent can because someone showed me how to eat and showed me how to lift weights the right way. Shout out to Watson Fit. And you know, he showed me how to lift weights like a bodybuilder and then now I have a strategy to go to the gym and that builds confidence. My whole fucking program all day is how can I get my hands on more confidence all day long. That's the that's that's the addiction. Now it's like how do I become this massive massive entity in this world that's where that's where i get off now other yeah. than that it's all bullshit you're right though you're right though like as soon as you start working out and everybody sucks at the beginning when you first start it sucks you're you don't have any good form you don't know what to do from one set to another like your body's gonna hurt everybody sucks at the beginning but you keep doing it anyway like you keep going at it and you're going to realize, oh, dude, I can do two pushups. All right, I can do it. Maybe let's shoot for three by the end of this week. Maybe I can do five by the end of next week. Like like you just start consistently trying to improve a little bit. And every time you get a little win like that, you add another pushup, you add another pull up, you add another rep, you go out for another mile. That's a little drop of confidence and another little drop of confidence and another little drop of confidence. Before you know it, you're walking in the room. Heads up high, chest is up high. You never know what opportunities are going to open up to you simply because you're walking in that room with that positive energy. You have built that up within yourself. Like, what was that like for you, dude? Walking into a room where everybody looked at you like, this is a guy, he's a complete waste of time. To now they're like, oh, snap. What's up with him now? What's he been up to? Oh, I, I get it all the time. I get it all the time. I mean... How how did you go from smoking crack and heroin, taking a handful of Xanax and drinking every day? If I wasn't smoking heroin, I was taking Suboxone. You know, it's like how does he go from that to this? And it all boils down to confidence, and you have to get out of your head. That is where that's the danger zone. That's what's talking you out of living your best life. Okay. So what you suck at the gym, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. Do they pay your bills? Do they take care of your kids? 
No. They put gas in your car? They sure the fuck don't. So why do you care what fucking whoever the fuck over there cares about you? It's you versus you. That's the best thing about the gym is you can't fake it, dude. Mm-hmm. You can't fake it. You can pull out a wad of cash with a hundred and fucking a hundred ones under that and be like, yo, I'm rolling. That's you can fake that, but you can't fake results at the gym. <laughs> Motherfucker, no, you eating like shit. You know what I mean? Like you got to earn that shit, you know, and, and that and that that breathes confidence, bro. I'm telling you, that's what I'm that's what I'm addicted to is like. Give me the most confidence so I can be the biggest entity in this world that I can for myself and my family. Yeah, man. I uh, I think it was uh, Andrew Tate. He was talking about how like you can't you can't read about or study about getting a six pack. The dude that has a six pack worked his ass off to get that six pack. You can't read about it. You can't learn about it. You just got to put in the reps. You got to do the work and the results are going to show for themselves, right? And then you look at anybody who's fit and you know they have the discipline. You know they put in the work. You don't have to like ask them about it. You can ask them how they're doing it, what they're doing, and they can share it with you. But unless you get down and do the work yourself, there ain't not going to be no results for you. There ain't going to be nothing else on the other side. And you, you got to build that confidence. So, all right, Mr. Wilson, so if people want to reach out to you, man, they want to find out more about what it is you're doing, the message that you're spreading, the people you're talking to, how can they do that? Just hit me on IG, man. That's the best best way. That's, what is it in case only people are listening? Um, it's uh, ASKP.Wilson. That's Ask P. Wilson. ASKP.Wilson. Best oh. way to get a hold of me. Sweet, dude. All right, man. Any yeah. like final thoughts, dude? As we head out, like you've you've literally told us about uh, drug addictions. You talked about how uh, things have shifted to you, uh, shifted for you once you started hitting that physical space. Uh, what are you up to these days? What any final thoughts? Well, man, I'm also heavy into hip hop, man. I, there's actually another saving grace of mine is hip hop, and you know I got music coming out. I got. I got videos coming out. I'm just tightening up in a lot, a lot of businesses. The fit, the the hip hop space is a little bit different than the fitness space. I'm gonna tell you the truth that the fitness space and personal development. If you have a story like mine, it's probably one of the easiest businesses to start doing if you have the right person teaching you how to do it. But man, I really want to say thank you. It was very easy for me to do this. You made it very easy. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Of course. And hopefully your message reaches more and more people. Because at the end of the day, we're all going through our own stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. And for uh, for a lot of you, it is not as far as you know drugs and alcohol are concerned. But for many of you, it is. There are things in your life that are taking over your day-to-day. And you know you need to make a change. And it's not going to be easy. So hearing stories like this about about Mr. Wilson here taking on a whole new lifestyle, going from the lows of the lows to where he is today on a whole different kind of high. I mean, those are the stories that kind of take you to that whole new level of, yes, it's possible for you too. So Mr. Wilson, thank you very much. One more time, askp.wilson is on social media, on Instagram. 
Uh, go ahead and ask him whatever you need to ask him. His story is there for him to share. And, and again, Pat, thanks for coming on the show. Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, we'll you, catch man. you guys on the next one. Peace. Yeah. We're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get